And the last thing you would want to do is look back on your life and say, oh, you know what? I lived all of this for somebody else who's no longer even here. And now I have to keep doing this. If people not believing in you, your family not believing in you, your friends making fun of you, like let that drive you. Let, let it drive you. I think it's supposed to. I really do. Let it make you stronger, make you better, learn more, grow more, prove, prove it to yourself. But yeah, maybe a little bit prove it to them. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket, every day from anywhere for free welcome to next level university what is your best advice to becoming a long-term thinker hmm. alan go ahead man i who knows uh start where you are and build so uh i was talking to someone recently and i asked her where do you want to be 10 years out and you can kind of tell when you ask someone that how much they think about it. Because if they start rattling off answers, they obviously think about that often. And this person was kind of blank stare. Totally fine. I said, okay, what about five years out? Sort of a blank stare again, couple answers. You know, I want to own my own home, that kind of thing. Got to two years out. She started rattling off answers really, really quickly. So that tells me, and Kev, again, we got to figure out which book this was, but there was a book that talked about how they hooked up people to fMRIs and, and asked where do you want to be in 10 years? And some people could only imagine a stranger. Some people could imagine um, themselves. I think that I naturally think very, very long-term. Uh, I always sort of have, and I think that I've flexed that muscle my whole life. And I think that's also because of self-belief, genuinely. My point is this, start where you are and build it. So when Kevin and I first got together, I think that he was much more of a short-term thinker than he is now. I think now he thinks 10, 20, 30 years out. Emilia and I were on the whiteboard yesterday talking about our business. And I was talking about how technically you're always running multiple businesses. You're running the business you used to be, the business you are now, the business you are next, and then the business you are a decade from now. And I said, if you really want to get technical, you're also running the business you are a hundred years from now. And I said, honestly, it's a little crazy to think a hundred years out because of how quickly technology scales. And I think that that's a little outside my scope of being able to actually envision us a hundred years from now. So without getting too crazy, start where you are. Ask yourself that question. Where do I want to be in three months? Where do I want to be in six months? Where do I want to be in a year? Where do I want to be in two years, five years, 10 years? If 10 years, it starts getting blurry, pull back and do five. If it's blurry at five, pull back and do two. And then you can understand where you're at and then build as you build belief and you build momentum towards those goals, you'll start to be able to see more and more and more. It gets clearer as you go. I'm looking it up to find the book, but I will find it. I I remember it's when I was listening to Blinkist, so it could be any number of things. What Alan said for sure, because I think Alan understands this at a far deeper level than I, this is what I will say. Especially if you're not naturally thinking that way, you have to think of every time you learn something or unlearn something or have an experience or have a lesson or have a breakthrough, you have to save it and you have to download it somewhere because you'll be able to use that later on. The, my favorite analogy is the video game analogy. In the first level, you might get, you might find a, a little water bottle. You might never use this water bottle again. 
or you might use it in level three because there's a small fire that you have to put out. And then after you put that small fire out, you find a key in the ashes and that key you use in level seven. So for me, it's really about lessons and then using those lessons when they become applicable in the future. That's the best thing I can do to explain it because I'm not a natural long-term thinker like Alan at all. But you do, when you start to see patterns, I think it's it's a little bit easier to start predicting the future or at least creating the future, I'll say. Kev, how far do you think you think out now? Oh, man. I don't know. It depends in certain arenas, I think. Goodness gracious. What am I, 30? Probably like 15 years. I don't I wouldn't say 20. I think that's a lot. Probably like 15. Yeah. But who knows? I could be, I could be what wrong. What about when we first started? Oh, man. Months. I was probably thinking weeks, honestly. Yeah, it was like next paycheck, next gym session, next date, whatever it is. Yeah, very short. How can you feel good about losing in the moment for bigger wins long-term if you're someone who wants results right away? If you are someone who wants results right away, you're in trouble. Uh, Because almost everything that brings short-term results is actually bad for you in the long run. Uh, I'll, I'll tell this story anonymously quickly i had two people show up to my house one evening and one of them is driving a toyota camry that's or corolla or something like that that's really old and it has actually paint chipping off the roof and this person in the future will be a multimillionaire because she saves tons of money and invests tons of money and she doesn't like spending money someone else showed up in a brand new jeep who quite frankly couldn't afford the jeep and Everyone would think that that person would be wealthier than the other person, and it's and it's not true. When you look, when you're losing, it believe it or not, you're probably making the more intelligent choices. So this is the analogy: if I'm in the gym and I'm trying to do dumbbell press with 80s and I'm struggling to get five, I look like I'm weak. Versus just hammering out 40s. See, macro, micro losses. My, looking bad on the micro is actually proof that you're growing. And so you got to understand, you got to be careful the person in the gym just hammering 40s who makes it look easy because on the macro, they're actually losing. So in the long term, they're losing versus the person struggling in the gym who looks like they're weak is actually going to be getting much stronger. So just be careful of that. Very similar to what I said in the first point. You have to understand every single loss is a a lesson. I I put a post up a while ago. It was... What was it? I don't lose. I either win or I learn. And even when you win, you learn. But I remember I used to say that all the time where if you win the championship, it's really hard to go back and get better. It's very difficult. That's why people don't, that's why there's not a lot of teams who win back to back to back to back to back championships because when you lose, you have to go back and look at everything. Was the camera set up right? Was my microphone on? What happened? Did I prep right? What did I eat for lunch? I think some of the biggest shifts Alan and I have ever made have come from losses. You just have to understand that the last performance you did isn't your final performance unless you decide it is. And I mean, think of it this way. How many things can you really screw up in a speech? Realistically. I mean, yeah, you can screw up the microphone and you can screw up some other things, but for the most part, it's how you prep for the speech. If you Jeff it three or four times, you'll probably figure out what not to do. And, and then change it. And I mean, hopefully you won't do it again. I think that's the ultimate goal. So you, whether you believe you can do something or you don't believe you can do something, you really need the proof of practice. And then 
you'll know what to do and what not to do. How do you differentiate your goals from the goals that others might have set for you? You got to, when you're getting ready for bed, when you're laying your head down, getting ready for bed, you got to think for yourself. You got to think for yourself. Everybody has an idea for what you should be doing with your life. The problem is they have no idea the ideas you have for what you should be doing with your life. And when you start letting other people in, they're, they might be giving you the advice to keep you safe. They might be giving you the advice to keep you close. They might be giving you the advice to keep you happy, whatever it may be. Only you know what's best for you. I used to think teachers and doctors and my parents and my family, at the end of the day, only you know what's best for you. And I think you have to have that deep understanding. And this might not land and it's somewhat hardcore, but eventually you might be the only person living out of your family, your friends, your relatives. And the last thing you would want to do is look back on your life and say, oh, you know what? I lived all of this for somebody else who's no longer even here. And now I have to keep doing this. I think that's a very hardcore and it can be a, a challenging thing to imagine, but that has always helped me. If you're the one who has to live with the decisions that are made, you might as well be the one who makes the decisions. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Balthalon and I just finished Next Level Group Coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. But during the entire course and the program, I figured it out it's not something that I wanted to do, it's something I needed to do. They helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking. And every two weeks, I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to you know, upgrade your life and get to that next level, definitely sign up for the group coaching. There, uh, you're never going to be f fulfilled living what someone else wants for you. I think that's just, I agree with everything Kev said. Kevin and I both made tons of money and, you know, had beautiful girlfriends and, you know, tons of high school friends and college friends and corporate friends. And we, we went out and we had a lot of fun, like often we both did a lot of that, but we weren't fulfilled. And at the end of the day, the reason why is because we weren't living in our calling. No one else knows what your calling is. Kevin and I can give you advice all day on the fundamentals of fitness or the fundamentals of finance or, you know, the fundamentals of how to be fulfilled, but it's unique to you. It's so unique to you. The, the fundamentals are the same, but it all depends on your goals. Your, maybe you love cars. I don't care about cars at all, right? Maybe you love gardening. I don't care that much about gardening. Maybe you don't love personal development as much as me. It's probably not your calling you're not supposed to. And so, yeah, the, the, the ultimate why power to overcome what other people want for you is to understand that everyone's got an opinion. Everyone has their own beliefs about who you should be or what you should be, but you'll never be fulfilled unless you live in your own truth and make your own decisions based on what you want out of life. And ultimately that's, what's best for everyone else anyway. And here's why, because unfulfilled people end up hurting others. So I think the world needs fulfilled people more than anything. And we do tons of episodes on that. So, How do you keep going and having goals when your family doesn't believe in you? Use it as motivation. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the higher end of not being believed in. I think, because I think people think I'm nuts. I don't think that. A lot of people have thought I was crazy. 
And I have a quote on my wall back here. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And I have it on my desktop background as well. I think that you got to be a little... Think about it this way, right? If you're doing something that's never been done before, of course you're going to be called crazy by anyone who... There's past, present, and future. And most people... Some people live in the past, right? And they talk about the old days and high school and all that. Some people live in the present and they're only focused on now. And then some people live in, in creating the future. And the, the people in your family, if they don't believe in you, maybe they just don't believe in themselves. Maybe they don't believe in the future. Maybe they don't know where technology is headed. Maybe they don't know what's possible. Um, you got to let it motivate you. Keep it in here. I, I really do believe that it's supposed to motivate you. It's supposed to. Um, Emilia gets really, really frustrated and pissed off when people when people suppress women. And I told her, you're supposed to be pissed off by that. That's your calling. You're supposed to empower women. It's your calling. If it didn't frustrate you or piss you off, you probably wouldn't do anything about it. So that's my point. If, if people not believing in you, your family not believing in you, your friends making fun of you, like let that drive you. Let, let it drive you. I think it's supposed to. I really do. Let it make you stronger, make you better, learn more, grow more, prove... Prove it to yourself, but yeah, maybe a little bit prove it to them. You know what I mean? I'm going to take a different angle here. It's going to be completely different than Alan's because as I told you in the story before, I have been the person holding somebody back. I have been the person who said, hey, you shouldn't go chase your goals. You shouldn't chase your dreams. Here's a list of reasons why. And that person ended up doing it, which again is great. I don't think you can really truly deeply believe in somebody else if you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't believe, you're hoping. So I wonder, Alan, I've had a lot of people in my life say, hey, you're going to crush it and I know you're going to be successful. I don't know how they could know when I didn't. I'm assuming they hope I'm going to be successful. And I appreciate that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But it's just like on the other end, if you don't believe, that doesn't really matter either. It, It can't really matter. I think you have to have that deep understanding that people are just trying to keep you safe, most likely. In whatever way that looks like, they're trying to keep you safe, they're trying to keep you to themselves. This is my shift, this is my pivot. Have empathy, because honestly, I was that person at one point too. And now look at me. Now it's my goal to inspire every human walking the planet. And would it be that if I didn't find myself on the other end of that? I don't know, but you have to understand that there's something deeper than they just don't believe in you or they don't want to see you succeed. They're probably afraid you're going to fail. They're probably afraid that you're going to leave. They're probably afraid that you're going to leave them behind, whatever it may be. I now more than ever have empathy. And here's the even deeper, more honest, vulnerable thing. The odds of Alan and I succeeding at the level we want to, statistically, I know it's 100%, Alan, because we're going to do it. But statistically speaking, it's astronomically low. So for somebody to say, hey, what you're trying to do is crazy, but I support it, that's one thing. Somebody trying to, somebody saying, hey, what you're trying to do is absolutely crazy and it'll never happen, that's something completely different. So I think you have empathy because not everybody is going to believe and everybody has different reasons why. But like Alan said, use it to motivate you. Use it to motivate you. Amen. We've gotten some bad reviews and it motivated the hell out of Kev. I would like to physically fight the people. (laughs) I'm not just, that's where I go. And again, there's, there's stories beneath that. I'm a, I am a gentle person. (laughs) One more aim. 
We're going to lightning round. <laughs> Hot route. <laughs> Hot route. <laughs> is there any way to know when it, uh, when is the right time to move on from pursuing a dream? Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say if you're not willing to fight for it anymore. Or, I mean, three questions. Do you believe it's worth it? If you don't believe it's worth it, honestly, that's what I would say. Because if you've been chasing it long enough, I mean, I guess you can't really say that. Ask yourself these three questions. Do I believe it's possible humanly? Do I believe it's possible for me? Do I believe it's worth it? If you have two no's in there, check in with a coach who might be able to help you get there. But it depends. Is this hurting your quality of life? Do you think you'll regret it if you succeed? Do you believe it'll be worth it? That would be the one I would check in with. Do you believe it'll be worth it if you did find success? Uh, lightning round. Tough one. There's two, this is an analogy. You're, you're stepping up to the plate and you're going to swing and you're going to try to hit a home run, okay? Are you afraid that you're not going to hit the ball and people are going to laugh at you? Or are you not sure if you even want to play baseball? See, I think most people convince themselves a story that they don't want to achieve that thing when in reality they're afraid to versus it's not in alignment. So I wanted to be the greatest natural aesthetic men's physique fitness model on the planet. I wanted to be on the cover of fitness magazines and all that stuff. I, I gave up that dream for a bigger one. I wanted to be a Fortune 50 CEO of a tech company. Believe it or not, I still think that will end up happening because we're going to be a software company, so that's awesome. But the, the check-in, am I quitting because I, it's not aligned anymore or am I quitting because I'm just afraid? And, and if you're doing it because you're afraid, tr- find a resource, find a coach, find a, read another book. Like keep, keep trucking, keep trucking because you'll regret it. Will I regret this? That's the question. Will I regret this? Next Level Nation, Amy, thank you. Next Level Nation, as always, we appreciate you. We are grateful. Could not do this without you. It's wild that we have been doing this every week for two years. I remember the first one, Alan's power went out and he did it from the RV and it was a whole thing and it was just wild. For those of you who might not be able to afford one-on-one coaching, you can't come to the event because you're not local if you're listening to this live. We have a totally free course for you that is years of self-improvement into an hour and a half. There's downloadable worksheets. You can download the whole course. You can save it and take it at your own pace. Now more than ever, there is less excuses to not be growing at the rate you want. Uh, Whether it's money, it's free. Whether it's time, you can take it whenever you want. And if it's you don't want to do it alone, share it with a friend. It's free, so we we really don't care. So click the link in the show notes if you're listening to this. Repurpose, if not, below, and we will see you there. As you know, we do a new group for group coaching every quarter, but only one per quarter with only 10 people. Group five through one, so five groups have graduated. 50 people have graduated from group coaching. We have 50 people who have gotten to the next level in their life and who have been on a team of 10 You will achieve more on this group coaching than you will alone. It is meant to be a Mario Kart booster. You know how in Mario Kart, when you get the mushroom and you can just keep hammering that thing, the extra glowy one? That's what group coaching is supposed to be. There's six sessions. It's bi-weekly coaching with Kevin and myself. We have a champion. His name's Greg. He's going to be in there. He's going to be the assistant coach every step of the way. Private WhatsApp group. Legacy by Design was the last group. Absolutely on fire. And you get to use our app to track your habits as well. So accountability, consistency, structure, discipline. Achieve more in 90 days than you ever have. Join us for group 
6. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Everybody say goodbye. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Lazarus 88 Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.